This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums 2099, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan Honor System and Declan are flying to the moon. Alan fireballed one mech to death and ate the other's pilot. Honor System massacred the team onto the rocket, and Declan killed a guard captain and used their ID to shut the door. Can our heroes survive the cold darkness of space? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons 2099. Declan, Honor System, and Alan, you find yourselves on the way to the fucking moon. Uh, this is where no dum dum has gone before, and uh, truly is a, a voyage to remember. Uh, you are in the um, the cargo bay of uh, the Cerulean Origin, um, having managed to get on there through last sec- second flamethrower related intervention uh, by Honor System who managed to torch just a bunch of mid-level executives uh, to make sure that that y'all were able to get aboard. Um, this section of the rocket is sealed off. Um, there was enough notice that uh, as to what you were doing. You guys uh, carved a rather uh, uh, blatant uh, path to it. Uh, and as a result, um, uh, the, the people above are aware that something boarded and that something went down. They don't know necessarily that it was you. Uh, but they have sealed off the hatch and welded it shut. So you are currently very much trapped in this space, um, but that's also fine by you because <coughs> the goal is to get up there and, and stop uh, Jacinda Bezos' um, uh, greater schemes and, and aims uh, on the moon. Um, <clears throat> as a uh, just a, a heads up, uh, dear listeners and viewers, uh, I am uh, I'm down with the baby plague right now, so you may notice that I'm talking a little quieter, and I may not do as many voices. Uh, to my fellow DMs out there, further proof that you don't always have to do voices when you're DMing. You can just do whatever you you, you want to do it, or however feels good. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing uh, for for these next few sessions. So uh, please bear with me, and I will do my best to not just like fully choke out midway through a show. So Yay, <laughs> now to introduce the the new character, Gar. Throat, come lock, come lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 now um, uh, the the new villains who each speak at a completely different tone on the pitch scale. <laughs> it's We're me, the pitch it's me, crew. It's me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now you have to fight all the Von Traps at the same time in God. space. Um, anyway, so um, you are in the cargo hold, um, and. Honestly, um, obviously, uh, Declan and Honor System, uh, you guys hang out all the time, sometimes in each other's minds. So this isn't um, the first time you've had to catch up. But since Alan returned uh, to Favor in 2099, this is actually the first chance the three of you have had that's downtime. Um, I will say this isn't a particularly restful time. So you can absolutely spend hit dice, that sort of thing. But we're not calling this a, a long rest by any stretch because it is neither that long nor that restful. Oh, I'll be using some hit dice. I can tell Hell you. Hell yeah, me too. And I will join oh. in the hit dice. Dude, roll. really? One D eight plus one? That's it? Fuck, man. This is brutal. 
<gasps> I like when when character and player Six. are in in accord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I mean, it's better than nothing. <laughs> Yeah, so as everybody's kind of bandaging themselves up, Declan looking to say, all right, does anybody see any sort of like space suits around? Because if they figure out how to open a door or blow a hole in a wall, the only one who's leaving here is Honor System. Uh, or Alan, do you have magic you can use that'll keep us inside some sort of atmospheric bubble if we get into space? Also, if this thing takes off, we might all end up pinned to the floor. I don't know how fancy this is. Uh, I will say um, the rocket has taken off. Uh, you're now at, at, you were pinned to the floor for a moment or two. We're now, um, you're, you're now in, in, in floating, floating, like, don't release the ants or the chip space. Oh, sorry. I got really disoriented. I thought I was still pinned to the floor, but now <laughs> I'm clearly floating, as are you. Alan, can you, like, summon air? Um, hang Not on. Not right now, but, like, if we need it. Um, Alan, as you look that up, um, looking around, um, there are, <clears throat> there aren't full, uh, like, um, uh, Evo suits here for, mm -hmm. for proper like spacewalks. Um, but um, there are some emergency masks. Uh, you can almost think of them as the kind of things that like fall off of, uh, come down from um, above uh, your head on an airplane if it depressurizes. Um, so enough that if there was like an emergency, you wouldn't immediately die. Um, but certainly nothing so hearty as as what you're, you're describing there, Declan. All right. Well, Declan will take like, Two of those for himself and shove one at Alan. Um, I just want to... So I do have access to Liaman's tiny hut. And it does say the atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry regardless of the weather outside. Did that mean no air passes through the barrier? Please. Please make an argument for the vacuum of space being weather. I really want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's weather. All I'm saying is that there's obviously Lehman's no air exchange. There's no air exchange between. Can, here's the question: Can you suffocate inside Leoman's tiny hut? <laughs> like, if you spend the full ten hours, are you dead? It's like a ten foot radius. So yeah, my you have my some understanding time. is it's it's like a little space time bubble um, that that kind of exists outside of uh, things. And given sort of rules as written, I would be inclined to say that you could probably get a solid ten hours of floating to your inevitable demise in Leoben's tiny hut. So just hold your breath for a minute. <laughs> it's casting oh, time. Oh, God, okay. And we'll be fine. All right, so Alan, okay. what you're saying is, if it gets blown open, we put the masks on, that gives us at least 60 seconds, then you can build us a tiny hut in space that'll last <laughs> 10 hours. Correct. Can we shoot out Eight of hours. the little bubble? Eight How hours. How many? Okay, that's an important difference in terms yes. of tactical planning. Can we shoot people outside of the hut from inside the hut? Checks, checks her <laughs> mind palace for the correct file. <laughs> uh, no, the the hut is is very much uh, uh, as those of us in Overwatch can attest. Uh, it's a shield <laughs> yeah. that goes up and stops you from getting pew pew pewed, but that you yourself may not pew pew through. Yes, All right, correct. Can I? Uh, can opponents who want to, say, stab us with a sharp thing come through the hut to stab us? Um, all other creatures and objects are barred from passing through yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's so, a straight up, no. it, it's it's vampire rules. Like, yeah. you, you could be politely invited inside, but otherwise, uh, 
No bueno. All right, so if we force our way through all these security assholes and we get to Jacinda Bezos, we could, if we can get him for a minute, trap him inside this hut, and then we could kill him B by B over 10 hours. Eight. Wait, you can't really Eight hours. Tra- you can't trap people inside the hut. Oh, so he could still people leave from if he wanted to. Inside can can move freely. Alan, <laughs> do you know what? if your tiny hut is cleared for atmospheric reentry? Um, I I would say yes. I would say it's always comfortable and dry. Okay, that so so here's here's what I'll 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 pitch to you in terms of this being a, an entry, <laughs> uh, an orbital entry. I can't slow it down. <laughs> That's it. So I'm just, I'm just thinking about the weather, right? The weather can't impact us on the inside, including the abrasive friction of moving through the atmosphere. Right, right, right. Unfortunately, and unfortunately, momentum. Well, no, 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 because the ground is affected just be by consumed. impact. The, yeah, is it really no, weather no, related? It, not if we land in a desert, because that sand is being moved by the air. Sand storms and solid sand often feel like the same thing. So I'm thinking we just got to land in a desert or the ocean, because that's just like rain, but it's settled down. This is how magic works, right? You say words and then I twist them to mean what I want and then they're real. Speaking as a DM, that's usually how magic works. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I can't guarantee anything, guys. I understand. Uh, so, so, okay, so our fallback plan is blow everything up, ride Alan's tiny hut from the moon back to Earth. I would say that's like a literally a last resort if if we are going to die anyways, then this is me may, may have slightly better odds. Do you know so, how to fly a craft through atmospheric reentry, Alan? No. Okay, I fucking don't. System, do you know how to pilot a craft through atmospheric reentry? I've never done it before, but... I could learn. All right, so we're like 50-50 on this. I'm hoping we could teach System to fly a a plane or a space plane. I guess it's... Are they all a rocket system? I don't know how it works with the naming. This is not a space plane. I don't believe those (laughs) exist. Yeah, but what, what do you think it is? Is it a rocket ship automatically because it's in space? This is a rocket. It is propelled by rockets and it has propelled us into space. This is a rocket. All right, so we're hoping to either ride this giant blue rocket back to Earth or find another rocket because System's going to teach himself to fly a rocket. Can I ask why, why, why we're going to the moon? How? Why is this happening? What? Like, yeah. We're- so, sorry, just to cut in. Um, this is uh, obviously we've got some downtime, so this is a, a chance to get caught up. I do have some questions that I think I'd, I'd like us to, to get to, but in the meantime, yeah, Declan, go ahead, explain why exactly uh, the new new future are going to the moon. Well, I mean, to cut the long story short, we're going there because that's where Jacinda Bezos is. We want to shoot him until he's dead. So I guess him, if we kill the suit and that kills the bees, great. Otherwise, we have to kill all the bees. I don't know the bee-related sentience rules. But uh, Jacinda also created a super weapon that destroyed uh, the stack and then cities and things. And I think it's being re-geared to fire. So we also kind of have to stop this madman on the moon thing. He's also got most of the quality mages. This place is a fucking mess after you left, is the short yeah. answer. Bourbon Sherbert no. tried real hard, but then everyone died. Yeah, no, the, he needs to be stopped. I agree. It's, it's n- enough of a reason for me. Okay, yeah, so that's why we're going to the moon. It's to kill Jacinda Bezos. This is a mission that Declan and I have agreed we are willing to die for, but 
Alan, I understand if you have other obligations, other things, other people to live for, we will do our best to keep you alive on this mission. Yes, I mean, I need to... I, I need to be taking out people who are wreaking havoc and tearing holes in the universes. All right, so we're all kind of aligned on this. Is it? So I know... Well, actually, I don't... So I know I had something removed from my memory that Systems got. So yes. that's being kept track of in general. Is there any other extenuating circumstances for anyone on this rocket that you may know? Like, is there someone you spotted at some point you don't want us to just instantly shoot in the face? Um, it seems that my mother equivalent, I didn't kill her, right? She's not dead. No. Um, on, on this world, uh, she seems to be pretty awful. I have no connection to her. I, I, I think you can, you can kill her. You th- well, see, my problem there is the word think, because are you a hundred percent or do you want to like talk th- to her I say, first? I say, I think more because of, um, the moral philosophies that I grew up with probably are telling my instincts that I should maybe give it a second thought. But the fact is she's not my mother and she seems like quite a, a horrible person. So you're saying that there's some part of you deep down inside that must illogically not want to kill your mom? Yes. But it's okay. illogical. It's, fi- it's fine. No, well, no, no. Like if- my, my mother, my mother is great. My mother is not here. Yeah. Okay. Saying, my mother's qu- equivalent is not my mother. I have, a, I have an awkward question for you, Alan. Are you here? Yes. Yes, I'm here. So could Hi. it be possible <laughs> that that is your mom just in a different outfit? I mean, I, t- I talked to my mom not too long ago. Plus, I've, I've talked to my mom since I saw her last when we were in the stack like I would when I went back to Dumfeyrune yeah but I saw my talk- real mother yeah but you you remember Xanthus how Xanthus would like hop around and like do things to purposely fuck with you like someone could take your real mom bring him here <coughs> blackmail her to work put her in a different costume then you have me shoot her in the face and I'm only asking because have you seen this fucking torso and he just lifts his shirt up and it's all misshapen metal body he's like this is what happened the last time I shot somebody's fucking mom and I didn't think it was cool and it fucking wasn't but it was kind okay. of cool from the shooting I just I don't want you to turn around and feel like you have to kill me because I shot your real mom when you thought she was your fake mom. Okay, no, I know I know a test. So yes, okay, okay we'll do a this test. is perfect. Um and I pull out a tiny whistle and I go do 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 and a tiny bird flies out of my cloak. Holy shit. Well who's this? This is Richard. <laughs> All right, hello Richard. Um, Declan, my real mom, if she's a good person, will know Richard. If she's a bad, but if she knows Richard and she's, then she's a bad person. And that's my real mom. Wait, so is oh your dear. real mom evil? Is everyone's mom fucking no. evil? No, what I'm saying is, I think that my, parents? the woman who I think is good, who is my mother, would know Richard. Okay. So, so, if, so if this woman recognizes Richard, then that's my real mom. And then we may need to pause for a sec. 
I'd, I'd like to skip ahead one more thought, which is, does the bird, Richard, know your mum as well? Uh, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Maybe we should let Richard make this call, because I feel like knowing a bird or being surprised a bird just flew out of someone's shirt may look kind of like the same facial well, expression. she'll know his name. Okay, so the bird pops out and we go, what's his fucking name? And then yes. if she knows, we're good. And if she says Stephen or whatever... I mean, Shoot if she knows, face. if she knows that it's Richard, then either my mother has, is living a double life and that's not quite sure what to do with that. Or the woman I saw reunited with was not my real mother. <sighs> Wait, so what you're saying is <laughs> if she, if she, okay, let's fucking break this down even more simply. If she knows the bird's name, shoot her or don't shoot her? Uh, I'd like to question her if she See, I knew you didn't want me to shoot her. I was going to get fucking murdered because I shot your mum. This is good. This is good. We're figuring it out. It's been a while since we've communicated. I apologize. I got a little heated. We need to take her alive. This is my original mother. Okay, can you describe your mum to sister? That someone's different on the planet. We got to do like. And a, so my a, real mother is actually awful and wouldn't recognize Richard. Oh, but then she's been. Oh, dear. System, can you take over? I fucked this up. <laughs> I don't have a mother. <laughs> that is true, but we need you to. Can, can you help Alan figure out whatever this. This problem moved into high level mathematics that I'm not equipped for. I'm the. If the bird knows, shoot. If the bird doesn't know, don't shoot. Alan, I think, has been lost in existential dread and possibility. Mm. I will can see you, what I can do. Thank you. Thank you. That would be appreciated. Alan. Yes, honor system. Do you trust the bird to know your mother? Um, Richard? You can also roll a check for this. Uh, yeah. Or if you want. Um, I would I'd say <laughs> let's go with a um what uh I forgive me, it's been a hot second. Sure. Um Mudbutt gifted you with did he give you stats as well as ability, or was it just the, the berserk? Uh the I believe it was berserk. just the the spell my spell rage. Spell rage. Okay. Yeah. Let's do um okay, well let's let's just do this off um what stat do we want to play off of? This is one of those weird ones where, like, theoretically, we would just use your old character sheet. But since we aren't mm-hmm. doing that, let's, uh, well, from, forgive me, just pulling up the character sheet. What, oh, what? come on, Tom. What, do you have to look up the does your bird know your mom's real check? <laughs> you know what's funny? It's right on the sheet, man. I was reading Matt Mercer's notes on good DMing, and he was like, you always need to be ready for this. Always. And I was like, okay, Mercer. Yeah, Not everyone my- plays at the level you do. And I was like, oh, shit, everyone does play at this level. Here's my uh, what does the bird know D100 chart. Yeah, I only had what the fox says up and ready, uh, and yeah. it was completely useless. Um, Laura, let's go Let's go with... Um, um, I'd almost be inclined to say, like, investigation, <laughs> um, which is really just, or, like, it, it, it's sort of taking the place of, of, like, history here and just kind of uh, yeah. uh, how does, 
I mean, because the funny thing about Little Richard is you've actually spent like <laughs> Little Richard, right? Oh, I was gonna say you've spent little time with Little Richard, but you've actually had a lot of off-camera time. Yeah. Um. So I think this is more a question of like searching what you know to be true of Little Richard, what you know to be true of uh, your mother as you understand her, um, and and all that. Uh, if if you believe that Little Richard is up to this task, also not being a full-fledged yeah. Richard yet, you know. Right. Just on his way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Hit it. Hey, that's a 24. Ooh. Um, you are you are fully confident that Lil Richard's got this, that he right. having received training at the at the hands of Mudbutt and um also having like just hung out with them when they were like courting and stuff, uh, yeah. he should have a really good sense of of her. And um like you also just remember like OG Richard and how how capable he was and and his his great sacrifice and kind of the not unlike Goblin Junior just like a, a a true companion um so you 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 suspect that uh baby Groot uh has the same kind of uh same kind of vibe yeah i look the i i think i got to stop saying i think Richard's got it good because he'll know the mother that is on board this rocket could potentially be the extremely powerful mage we encountered in the stack. And we will not necessarily have the time or opportunity to question her before she magically eliminates us. And so we will be counting on things like perhaps an unspoken connection that your bird has or that you have with little Richard. Declan and I have an unspoken communication subdermal communicator in my encrypted frequency channel, but it is still unspoken. <laughs> it's very helpful in these kinds of situations, making decisions when our opponents do not know what we're thinking. Do you think you have a relationship like that with your bird or with your mother that we can depend on to make a snap decision on whether we should spare or eliminate her? Um, Alan just says, give me, just give me two minutes to just clear my head and think on this. And she kind of, I don't know, floats over <laughs> to, to like a, a little nook and just like kind of meditates on it. And on her tries, system does not move. But and his tries, visor has a digital clock <laughs> counting down from two minutes. <laughs> Um, and, and I try, I think on why I'm here, why I came back, what's the purpose. And really my goal is to help repair portals between the worlds and to take out people who have been disturbing everything and tearing up the universe. And I think I decided a while ago that the world would be a better place if all the assholes died. And I think this woman, regardless of who she is, I can come to no other conclusion than the fact that she is one of those assholes. So I... <laughs> kind of 
grab the walls and kind of push off because this is really awkward to kind of move around and I get myself righted um, and say, if there's a chance to talk, I'll take it. But if getting that chance risks our mission, you can kill her. Understood. And I'll relay that to, to Declan as well. <laughs> Declan's like, so if the bird gives me the nod, I take the shot? We're leaving this up to Alan. Our default execution is to attack with intent to kill. However, if an opportunity presents itself for a dialogue, Alan would like to consider it. Honor system's got it. All right, that uh, that works for me. <laughs> he just like finishes putting his rifle back together, having just cleaned it, uh, and he's ready to go. But awesome. I feel like I may have other questions, he thinks to himself aloud. He does. He does indeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> good, good, good out loud thinking. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dinksickles. <laughs> 
It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndyCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Hello, I am Bernard Sherbert, the survivalist Rupert from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I am here to help you survive the boredom of day-to-day life by helping to engage in the wonderful storytelling, whimsy, comedy, and occasional tragedy of the Dum Dums and Dragons adventures. If you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that is D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and you can join for as little as $1 a month, which will gain access to our Patreon-only Discord, where you can hang out with other people who have also listened to the things you have listened to and seen the things you have seen and thus can describe them with you. Or, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds where you can avoid ads like this one. Or, alternatively, at even higher levels, you can add an NPC name like Bourbon Gerbert was. Or, you can add your own NPC that you build at the highest level and get your name in the credits. Name in the credits. Name in the credits. Sorry, I had to say that three times because it is very, very, very cool. This has been Bourbon Sherbert, encouraging you to go join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you in the future. Bleep bloop. So given um, you've obviously covered a couple of pretty major concerns, the first simply being what happens if they try and vent the space um, and also kind of how you're going to deal with re-entry and that sort of thing. Um you have determined um, that uh, you need to um, take out uh, uh, Tiana Liana. I can never pronounce this. Uh, Liana Dell, um, the uh, the administrator, uh, once and for all. Um, and obviously, you're still going after uh, Jacinda, um, which is, of course, uh, priority number one. Um, that said, uh, Alan, um, as I said, you have spent a bunch of time off camera. We've gotten to catch up with you a little bit, um, but you haven't really had much of a chance to to deal with a Declan and Honor system. I think this sort of clear focus of repair the portals and uh, kill the assholes is a pretty solid – I was going to kind of go through what everyone um, wants in touching base, but it seems like you've all already done that. Um I think as as you continue to kind of travel through space, um, in uh, and we'll assume, of course, that you're all like making small talk, uh, except for probably honor system throughout this whole time, anyway. Um, but the two questions I'd like you each to answer uh, for me as we kind of have our our final spell of downtime uh, with all of you before um, you know shit gets awfully real. Um, one thing you want uh, your your party members to know, um, and what you'd like the future to look like. Um, we've established that the, the, the new future has collapsed. Uh, it's become the very thing you hated. Um, Alan, you, you had a lot of difficulty leaving this world um, to return to Dumfey Rune and then had a huge crisis of faith in Dumfey Rune 
uh, when when Butthole died uh, at the hands of the Technokraken and you were unable to assist. So you're now kind of in an odd space where what you'd hoped would change didn't. Um, Alan, in your case, you found new purpose in Dumfairoon as as uh, mistress of the Raven Gates. Um, but you know, here you are in, in the future. But I think particularly for for Declan and Honor System, this is very much like, and you you determined this before you began your assault on on the the, the orbital platform uh, or the, the launch pad rather. Um, this could well be a suicide mission, um, and you're also attempting to wipe the board clean again. Um, so I'm curious in this new world, as you again in in your idle time what you think the future will look like or what kind of future you're aiming for with uh, the destruction of, of Bezos uh, or Bezos rather, because Bezos is an entirely separate for legal reasons entity. Um, so uh, these don't need to be like hugely long things. I'm just curious to, to kind of make sure that all the characters are on the same page and also just give you all uh, again, one, one kind of last uh, downtime uh, chat uh, before we launch into literally uh, <laughs> into the assault on the moon. I think Declan would start cleaning his pistol because he's just had a bunch of things, his rifle. Like he's had a bunch of different weapons that have all been fired. So he's got to clean all those while he can. And zero G makes it so much easier because you can just, you can really take it apart, float the pieces around, see all the angles. There's none of that annoying gravity to deal with. Uh, but he'd sub vocalize and be like, I've been doing some thinking system about the future for us. We're not really builders. I don't think. Like, I don't think we're going to build a brilliant new city or find some future sort of government we can design and then put into place. We seem to be good at, like, breaking the bad things. Does that feel right to you? Yes. Yes, it does. So I can kind of see, like, three ways forward in my head. And if you've got more of them, please feel free to share. I'm not trapped in any of these plans, but I can see us... I mean, blowing this fucking giant. I mean, okay, okay, fourth way, we die, we fail, we succeed and also die. That's fine. There's no future after that. We all go to the grand nothing, holding hands, and it's going to be interesting. But we can blow up this fucking thing in the sky and go back down and probably wait for some other evil organization to show up and then fight them and repeat ad nauseum because this world seems kind of fundamentally broken at some level and there's no actually good authority. Or... We take over the space laser and you and I sit up here with a mega weapon and we say, figure out some shit that's good. And if you do too much bad, we fucking blast you. And we use the Bezos gun to make sure the world doesn't become a shithole because we'll be in charge. Or we sort this out. Maybe we go with Alan to this world that sounds a lot less broken. I have been experiencing a conundrum or an irregularity. I know that I am 100% committed to the destruction and dismantling of oligarchs and the corporations. And I understand that you and I will die to see that done. I am 100% committed to that. However, and this is the part that I am struggling to reconcile with. I've run a debugging protocol a few times because it does not make mathematical sense. 
if I am 100% committed to that cause, how can there be an increasing percentage of desire towards abandoning that if it means that you and I get to live together? If it means that we do not die? Well, it sounds like you're approaching a more traditional form of human sentience and that we are all incredible paradoxes. Because, you know, I seem rather casual about death. Okay, let's admit my flaws. I am casual about murder. That's just the thing. It doesn't bother me. I sleep at night. It's not a problem. I've always thought of that as one of your finest qualities. (laughs) And this is why we are meant to be together, my friend. But I accept death as part of the equation, but you may have noticed that I fight like all fucking hell to not die right up till the end. Yes. I've had to deal with mortality for a long time because there's no world where I keep functioning forever. There's only so many parts you can put back inside the Declan before the core unit, we could say, my processor, just shits out from old age and I, I don't know, forget who I am or get shot or I just go. But you don't have that mortality deep in the core of you. However, if you're dealing with me and this relationship is is key to you, then you are dealing with mortality. It's just mine. Because you can go forever. But I can't. Which means there is an end to this relationship. And I know time is an eternity, but also a second is an eternity for you. So it's different. I don't know if this is making any fucking sense. I'm just trying to sort this out out loud. Is any of this making sense to you? Finishing this and going with you and Alan to a new place makes sense to me. Okay, we can do that. Now, I know you've got a secret that I need to trust you on. Yes. Does that fuck with any of this? Yes, it does. Fucking shit. And if you tell me, it defeats the purpose. And the person who told you not to tell me is me. That means I've got to trust. I can tell you after this is done. And then we can deliberate on what's to be done at that point. Okay, okay, I can trust you. If you got to make a call on it before, clearly I trust you. Trust you with my life, my soul, and apparently my fucking brain and memories. So we do this, and then we hopefully go with Alan. Now we've got to the point where we might need to ask Alan about this. And he's like, do you want to ask or should I? Who do you think Alan likes more? I don't really know how to measure that. Alan, okay. which one of <laughs> us do you like more? Um, it, It's challenging to say. I've honestly not really given it much thought. Yes, I, I came to the same conclusion. If we are successful in eliminating Jeff Sinta Bezos and toppling what is arguably the final oligarchy, would we be welcome to join you in this dumb Faerun you speak of? Uh, Well, 
I mean, here's the problem. Like, part of the instability that's going on is, you know, the movement of people between universes that shouldn't be moving. I, I, I mean, don't don't you belong here? We don't seem to belong anywhere in this world. We just break things and can't put them back together. And we're breaking the last thing that seems cool to break. Well, that's, I mean, we kind of thought we were breaking the last thing the last time, right? Yeah, but see, what I'm realizing is this is a never-ending cycle. There's no one virtuous here to build a good thing. Even you didn't want to stick around and build a good thing here. You're like arguably the most powerful person we know. Instead, we got the idiot robot who left wizards in the woods until they followed us. And I think they all died. (laughs) There's no good person. The best person we could get was you pretending to be a drunken train wreck. And she seemed better than everyone else we murdered over that stretch of time. Surely, but surely if space was made for other people like would you follow me this can't anywhere? be a world full of people no listen there this can't be a world full of people that are all aligned with what's been going on here i mean if if you two are against it surely there are other people yeah most of them i think shot each other in the face in a series of betrayals immediately behind us here's the thing we we aren't we aren't fixers we're not going to start a political movement. I mean, you barely listen to me in combat, and it's the one thing I know how to do. We we have allies who team up with us to kill other people, and then based on our history, betray us or exit or get killed. And I would just like to, to set the, the table evenly and hope that maybe, you know, a good person can win out. But according to my code, and I've run the fucking numbers, if you try to be in charge, I'm okay with shooting you because you're probably fucking wrong. And I know that means it's a problem with me, but uh, I don't have access to therapy here. (laughs) I have access to a series of handguns. The thing about being paranoid is you're not paranoid if you're always fucking right. And if I go somewhere else, I'll be wrong some of the time. And I can do right, maybe. Or we can just go live on a fucking farm and grow fucking food and no one will send a mega corporation to kill me in a way that I got to hide my secrets inside my husband's fucking head. That sounds lovely. Can you help us retire? You know... I mean, sure, but just so you know, it's a very different world. There's nothing to help repair you in, like, the technological sense that you understand here. And the magic we have... It's a very different world is possibly the most appealing thing you could say about the world you come from. All right, but if it's causing instability, I'm going to have to boot you back. I understand. 
Well, let's, do you know what? Let's just say before we agree to immediately boot us back, maybe give us an opportunity to help you solve the instability. Because I think Xanthus has done what a fucking shitload of people and you'll do like two. And I will do enough work to undo those two if you need it. Look, if you're willing to go to other worlds and like kill the people responsible for this whole mess that we're in, the whole mess that the universes are in, then I think any minor instability of you two going between the worlds will be far outweighed by the benefits, in my opinion. Okay, so we're going from retirement to like a hitman through space and time contract. But until you know who it is, can we retire? Um, then you can show up in the woods I at our mean, farm and Xanthus. say, "Yeah." <laughs> so, so it's retirement. Maybe one more contract. System, do you think that's doable? Yes, I do. And with that, the rocket uh, begins to tremble and shudder. You can hear um, a series of uh, announcements that are muted uh, above you in the uh, the upper chamber of, of the ship. Um, and you can feel um, uh, sort of uh, uh, the, the entire chamber even kind of rumbles a bit. Um, and you can hear clamps beginning to loosen on the outside. Um, you have limited access to um, the rest of the computer systems from here, but there may be some ways to at least hack into the um, uh, the comm system uh, if you want to attempt to do that, Declan. Hmm. All right, I can get us access to the comm system, but I don't know. I don't know who... We can talk to her, we can threaten. System, I've got this thing plugged in. Can you see if there's anybody we fucking know on this thing? I can. May I also suggest hacking comm system for the purposes of eavesdropping, Declan? Oh, fuck, that's a lot smarter than what I was thinking about, like making an announcement, being like, this is your captain speaking. I'm here to fucking kill you. So, okay, yeah. Uh, I'd like, I'll do eavesdropping and you can look at a, a manifest. Alan, do you have any other smart ideas? Because I'm a fucking idiot today. I got all emotional about a farm. Who am I? Uh, nah, I mean, you know me, I'm kind of useless with the technology stuff. All right, then you meditate and do whatever gives you extra powers, and we'll uh, check in here. All right, so, um, Ryan, you want to go ahead and roll a uh, one of your hacking checks? I believe that is robotics. Uh, actually, hacking exists as its own thing, so. Oh, shit. See, here I was just so busy looking for the uh, interpret bird skill that I uh, <laughs> missed that entirely. So yeah, uh, go ahead and give me a hacking check, please. And again, this is to uh, eavesdrop. Um, there's no like open mic or anything you can grab, but uh, you might be able to hear what what is being said above. Perfect. And I made a note that I have advantage on my next hack. So I'll, I'll cash that in because this is the next one. And thank God for that, because the first die was a two. Uh, this is a 21. Holy shit. All right. So so it's slightly different than, than a two, just like by degrees. Um, it was a 10. 
I'm good. I'm good at hacking. Fair enough. Um, all right. So, um, using your your heavily modded um, uh, hacking board, uh, you slice in um, <laughs> as as you do, um, and uh, immediately the um, the speaker system crackles to life because they literally just cut off communications. This it's not like they were able to physically remove any of the systems that were built in. Um, but uh, you hear kind of one of those overly polite um, intercom voices. Uh, just sort of uh, announcing, everyone, please return to your seats and secure your beverages and refreshments. Uh, re-entry to begin momentarily. Please stand by for release of the booster section. Uh, and that message just plays like over and over and over again, um, interspersed with like uh, hold music that only only runs for like the first verse and a half and then resets as soon as the voice comes on and then just runs for the first, you know, verse and a half. Um, but uh, it's clear that um, you are, you are arriving at the moon and uh, they are going to uh, release the dead weight based on what you're hearing. Uh, and the fact that they know you're down here, uh, smart odds are that uh, that means you, um, the entire space is now trembling around you um, as uh, docking clamps uh, release. What do you do? All right. Does anybody have an obvious way through that fucking door up there? Honor system draws his sword. <laughs> well, let's fucking gun it. Wait. wait. Just wait. Is there like a vent or anything? Uh, there's not. It, it's a fully sealed off. Um, this, oh, you get mind. the sense that this entire ship has been segmented such that uh, if anything goes wrong with any section of it, they can just drop it um, mm. as as needed. Um, aside from the the penis shaped head of the rocket, which is where all the, the <laughs> VIPs hang out, um, you know, it's, it's the hardiest piece. Um, uh, that said, um, you don't know what the roof of this chamber is going to be in a few moments uh if it is if it is released because given that everything above you is fully sealed off it would seem that is going to become the uh the bottom of the rocket uh so you know if you want to build a hut now might be the time to build a hut um uh honor system if you want to swing at the 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 roof to try and kind of like um get up and through that um you can try that. Uh, I think we'll go with a uh, a strength save. Well, I would say I, hacking, <laughs> but I don't want to necessarily expose everyone to the the to, to space by mm. by cutting this thing open. But is there a a door that is sealed, perhaps that I can begin to wedge open with the blade and then work my fingers what? into and try and open? The hatch above you was welded shut um, after right. the last executive escaped up it. Okay. So, yeah, but, unfortunately, it's not like a, a level. So the roof actually it. does lead further into the ship. I can open the door that we we came. If, if we're thinking we're just going out in the atmosphere, I should be able to use the thing that I hacked to close the door behind us to open the side door and we could go out that. If the two of us get in a hut and we tie a rope to System, System, could you drag us through space and get us to where we need to go? Does the rope go through the fucking hut? Alan? Uh, for the record, the the rocket booster will is not being like ejected into into the vastness of space. It'll it'll be released in in atmosphere. So like you can, if you want to ride the rocket down, you can do that in the hut, or you can jettison the hut and float through space. Oh, so it's being detached. But if we stay here, we are going to land on the moon as well, just not as 
comfortably. Look, y'all are going to the moon one way or the other. It. <laughs> it just depends oh, on how oh, much of you makes it there. I thought the rocket boosters were going to re-enter Earth. That's like, what I just, thought, No, 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 too. sorry. Oh. We are arriving <laughs> at the moon. <laughs> okay. We've been talking for a long time. Right. Um, Not enough. So, we're, we're going so unlike, unlike an, an Earth rocket that would just ditch the boosters as soon as it hits yeah. space, these boosters were always meant to stay on board the ship. They just know they've got stowaways, and this is a very delicate mission. So they're mm-hmm. just dropping the back end off um, now that they've used... Like now that they're close enough to be pulled in by like to make moonfall, they they don't need this anymore, so they're just gonna ditch it. The hope would be that they could honestly just turn this thing around and fly home, but again, there's okay. there's stowaways. So knowing that the best thing to do is still get further into the rocket. Because it's it's got all the targets that we're looking for in there and everything like that. And as I understand, the hatch above us leads further into the the ship. Is that That's right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Then I can try and work that with the sword. Great. You do that. We've got our face masks. I'm going to hover over Alan, I guess, to slap that face mask on if we need our hut so she can yeah. hut it. And then if the atmosphere starts venting, just leave the sword in the hole. We'll put the shit on our faces and then we can just climb out into space or whatever and you can drag us around by a rope. Does that make sense, system? Yes, it does. All right. So, Alan, start hutting. Hut, hut, build a fucking hut. And Alan just starts muttering, drawing like weird freaking symbols in the air and stuff. And, and slow, slowly this shimmery kind of barrier around you starts to appear. All right. And I think right. you mentioned this was a strength. Oh, it's going to make a strength save depending on what you want to do. This sounds like an attack, more of an attack roll if you're trying to okay. like hack your way up into the next, the yeah, next chamber. Yeah, it is to use the sword, yeah, to, to breach the, the sealed um okay hatch yeah so go ahead with an attack please you can take two because i think you you do that i do have extra attack yes and i think i even have way of the blade which gives me a third one in place of a bonus action so i'll make three attacks if that's okay am i rolling to hit or am i just trying to do damage because it's a stationary thing um let's roll to hit um just for my brand and the stats on the on the roof please First roll is a 29, then a 12, then a 25. Okay, so we're going to say um, the 12 misses. Not that you miss, but that it, you know, there's like, I don't know, fucking support beam or some shit. Uh, sure. that, that, I'm uh, just not getting off. through, yeah. Yep. Uh, but the other ones will. So go ahead and roll your damage, please, as you, you begin to, to slash Legion through the... Uh, okay. Through it. Please excuse me while I build this dice pool. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2d8 plus 7, and I'm doing that twice. So the first one is a 7 plus 7, 14. Nice. And then a 9 plus 7, 16. All right. So 14 and so- 16. I think you you managed to um, uh, kind of like carve uh, on the the second strike through. Um, you managed to pierce it slightly. This thing is thick. Like this isn't a um, this isn't a Titanic situation, uh, but it's also kind of a Titanic situation. Um, as you start to hack your way through, there's a lot of metal between it. Um, obviously, to be able to separate it, if this became the bottom, it would have to be kind of hardy. That said. You know that uh, all the VIPs are riding up in the head of the dick. Uh, so yep. clearly they've kind of stacked backwards in a snow piercer way to kind <laughs> of most important to least important. So um, sure enough, you've managed to kind of slice through. 
Um, and uh, as you do from the other side, you just hear, oh, shit, they made it through. Um, and immediately uh, just a hail of gunfire opens up. Um, however, you cut through with a katana, so it's not a particularly mm-hmm. big slash. And so the screams, not unlike the ones you can hear in my background, <laughs> uh, begin rather quickly as um, – uh, laser rounds begin bouncing around the small cabin uh, as people try and shoot through a tiny, uh, tiny uh, bolt hole. Um, so you can hear people yelling to stop. You can hear people saying, like, uh, maintain the fire. Um, the the slash is beginning to glow red um, in kind of that molten way that, like, lightsabers through heavy metal do as they're firing. Um, on our system, uh, you can try again uh, with advantage because now they're, like, actively weakening it. However, the one warning I will give you is that by doing so, you do open, you run the risk of opening it large enough that um, fire will begin to pour through, like these laser rounds will actually make it through. Uh, Honor System will prepare to strike, but will also say out loud to you two, um, there's heavy resistance on the other side of this hatch. Alan, uh, you're going to just have to nod because keep doing whatever magic you're doing. There's zero gravity here. If I slide you out of the line of fire without you touching anything, is that going to fuck with your shit? I mean, I'm just nod. You don't just say your spells. You don't just nod up or down. Nod, nods vigorously. <laughs> I'm like building this hut in one place, you know? <laughs> okay, fucking shit. We can't move, Alan. Uh, system, do you think if we shove a grenade through a hole, it'll blow the atmosphere? It, it might. Nah, fuck it. I got masks. Uh, he's just gonna hand you uh, a Mark II frag grenade and say, "If you're <laughs> opening it up, just toss this fucker right through there. Don't make too big a hole, and then we'll put masks on." Thank you. I will. And just pulls the pin and shoves it through. If the <laughs> hole is big enough. If not, I will. I will make it big enough. Oh no! Uh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I really want to stall this cool moment <laughs> so we can have some more slashing stationary metal action. Um, so yeah, just I, I think like um, on the other side, a bunch of uh, high mid level uh, execs are like strapped in, um, kind of in that way that you often see in in. Uh, uh, generally kind of like they're my kind of movies but like the the bullshit special forces where they all just have their little crash seats and it's just like two lines of them and usually one of them has like a photo out of their kid and like <laughs> another one's like overly excited about the killing and then there's our character who doesn't really know how to feel but like they'll figure it out it's kind of like those rows but if everyone was wearing like one of the 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 suits that's kind of back in fashion um, as we established like uh, dumb, or 2099 Faberoon has, has been been kind of a hard place. So they're really wearing whatever was the most expensive thing they had pre-collapse. Um, uh, none of you can see this, but for for us as kind of the the audience to this this moment, um, it really does look a little bit like um, what sometimes happens in like good vampire fiction, where like they all show up wearing the fanciest thing from their own time period or from like a pre. Russian Revolution, if, like, everyone showed up wearing, like, what they would wear to one of the czar's balls. It's just, like, a really odd assortment of of clothes that they're assuming in their new world will will be uh, important. A bunch of them are being shot right now as uh, laser rounds uh, just kind of blast off and around. The escrow is not um, – or, sorry, not uh, the escrow. The, the other guys, the um, – Syndicate? The syndicate is under – yeah, uh, Synergy Core is, is under, like, very clear – orders and like as you remember the regulators were fucking like 
badasses. They they truck none of this nonsense. Uh, they're also wearing armor. So as the blasts ricochet, occasionally they're getting, you know, pinged, but it's a little bit like Mandalorians just kind of like taking blaster mm. fire and not giving a shit. Um, whereas the people around them are again realizing that even though they were one step up the pecking order from the people who got left on the ramp, that pecking order is real long. Uh, and in this particular pecker's pecking order, they are low. Um, so uh, as this is happening, they're just like, you know, funneling fire in. Um, and then suddenly the, the, the metal bulges um, and almost warps into forms a bit. And um, one of them kind of like holds up a, a, a fist um, and kind of like, you know, behind his helmet um, narrows his eyes uh, as an odd um, sort of like round object just kind of pushes through this kind of molten metallic membrane and then just drifts in. Um, and uh, he has enough time to say, oh, f- before the uh, the blast and um, a, a massive eruption of fire just tears through this small chamber. One segment back, um, uh, immediately uh, isolation protocols begin. Uh, a bunch, just like a ring of, think kind of like almost 2000 West Space Odyssey, like a ring of fire suppressant just starts spraying into the explosion um, as the, uh, the door slams shut, um, but still obviously some blast got through. Um, and, uh, you know, like a, a submarine that's fallen to too deep a depth, um, the entire, uh, space with kind of an explosion going off in pressurized space crumples and twists, uh, and suddenly the, the bottom half of Cerulean origin is, uh, ripped, uh, asunder, um, and begins spiraling, pinwheeling out of control into, uh, moonfall atmosphere, um, as the uh, the top portion that has ripped in half, like a tin can that's been twisted, um, uh, the sort of segment that was detaching truly begins to fall away. And Declan, you slam a mask on Alan, you slam a mask on yourself. Um, an honor system, you float kind of a little ways down and in, and all of you get your first real glimpse of the moon spinning past you as you, you fall from orbit. Um, and from the the planet of course uh, the moon is is a um sort of a a small but beautiful unknowable shape in the sky um from here though you can see that it's it's much changed that it's dotted um with small um almost scab blisters uh of um structures that have been built an interconnecting weave of habitats um you can see a, a massive citadel um <clears throat> spiking into the sky. Um, if uh, if you remember the opening of Battlestar Galactica, it always opened with like a panning shot across the water of Caprica. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that sort of thing, just like a beautiful, almost like uh, almost a cathedral style futuristic citadel um, with a massive um, uh, uh, sort of like honeycombed. Definitely a non-trademarked smile um, that seems to just be kind of like a smile made of honeycombs uh, across the the front of it. Just a a massive corporate logo uh, floating in space. Um, You also see just a a blemish, um, a a blasphemy almost on the face of the the moon – um, it would seem that the the planet itself uh, has been gutted, uh, and there is a, a massive um, circular. Well, I mean, who am I kidding? It's a honeycomb shaped um, uh, gap that has been carved uh, into the surface itself. 
Um, and you can see sort of a, a bunch of small vehicles flitting in and out of it, large rails. You can't quite see what it is because you're spinning through space. Um, visually for us, uh, think uh, Starkiller Base if it didn't have like the big strip around it in um, uh, Force Awakens. Um, but they've built something massive here. You, of course, also see um, the orbital weapon, the Zeus cannon, floating nearby, uh, which does very much look like a giant satellite gun from literally any movie that's ever had a satellite gun. Um, lots of cool solar panels, big-ass cannon. Um, but uh, it's clear that um, uh, Amazon's operations here go far beyond um, what you expected. This is This is not new this this is the final phase of a project not the breaking ground uh that you thought perhaps it would be um and all this information is useful context for you and it's useful context for us as an audience uh but none of it really matters uh in the immediate sense uh so much as the mage who is rapidly um running her hands through the air drawing upon the strange mystical currents of this foreign universe as she desperately tries to finish a tiny hut before you explode on the face of the moon. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is Carbon 2185, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yverne, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now I'm off to do future things before we return for the next episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications, something, Moonbase, wherever. You guys can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jung? On it, boss. Excuse me? If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way down. I took those scraps, 
The bits they'd forgotten about are thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside, but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration. Not like yours. You and your boy down there? I hope he's got a private room waiting. It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance. We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in. Any way we can help. It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex. Moonbase Theta Out, the final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash monkeymanproductions. Moonbase Theta Out.